InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Even in kids as young as three, racial bias can be detected, according to a recent study. How can we teach our children to dismiss racial stereotypes? InfoTrack's Lisa G. is here with the story. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Gail Hyman, who is professor of psychology in the UC San Diego Division of Social Sciences. And she is also the co-author of a study about reducing racial bias in children. How do you help this issue, especially since it's such a hot topic within our country these days? Yes, well, one thing we know from prior research is that racial bias is associated with dehumanization. So what that means is people of our own race, we tend to see as distinct individuals and think about their mental states and care about them as individuals. But people in other races, we tend to see as one sort of undifferentiated group. So in our work, what we're trying to do is teach children to see people of other races as distinct individuals. Do you find that this bias starts with children? It absolutely does. We find evidence of this bias as young as we can test for it, which is among three-year-olds. I've always heard that bias starts in the home. Is that true? Is that something that your study found? Well, we find that bias starts with people tend to be biased toward people in their own groups. And we think it has to do with a basic human tendency to like things that seem familiar. So whatever race you are, if you tend to see a lot of people of that same race, It starts off as the same race bias, that people tend to like people in their own race. And then as they get cultural messages, those change in accordance to sort of what they hear in the broader society. So would you find that it's healthier to be brought up in more of a mixed society, mixed neighborhood, mixed school with all different ethnicities? We think there's probably some advantage of growing up in a multi-ethnic society, multi-racial society. However, that isn't a magic bullet because even in those kinds of societies, you often see people in certain races clustering together and not really getting to know other individuals. It's not just having contact with other individuals, but it's really getting to know them as people. So your study says that for starters, psychologists think there may be at least two different types of bias. Could you explain that? Yes, so there's explicit bias, which is the kind of bias that people could acknowledge if they're honest about it, like how do you feel about people of other races? That's the kind of bias you measure by just asking people about their feelings about people of other races. But there's also implicit bias, which is feelings of positive or negative associations with your own race or with other races. And these tend to be less conscious and you can measure them more easily because with the explicit biases, people sort of learn, oh, it's not appropriate for me to admit how I feel about people of other races that I'm not comfortable about them. But the implicit biases don't have that problem because when you measure them, people just, it has to do with how they react to seeing faces of their same race or other races. So can you take us through the steps of how you measured the bias, exactly what children had to do? What children saw was an app where in the middle of the screen they saw a face. In this study, we the first study we ran on this, we ran it in China, looking at racial biases in China against Africans. We told them that they were either going to see a face of a Chinese person or an African person. And every time they saw the face of a Chinese person, they should hit a smile. And every time they saw a face of an African person, they should hit a frown. So they did that as fast as they could. And then we reversed the instructions. And so the idea is, 
if they're faster at associating a Chinese face because it was run in China with a smile than an African face with a smile, that gives you indication that they have a stronger positive association with their own race, which in this case was Chinese people. We've also run it in other countries, and it works the same way. Children start off with biases toward their own race. Oh, interesting. So you did this in other countries, too? Well, we've only done the intervention to stop the racial biases in China, but we've run the racial bias test in other countries, too, in Cameroon and Africa. We've run it in Canada, different places. And so was this the only part of the study with the frowns and the smiles? No, that was how we measured racial bias. There's another measure called the IAT, the Implicit Association Test, and it's sort of the same idea, but that one's too complicated for children to follow. So what we did, we made a version that was easier for children to use to measure the biases. But the other part of the study is that we actually taught children to distinguish between people of another race, and that's what we found reduced the racial biases, and we found that it reduced it for as long as we tested them for, which was a period of two months, which really surprised us. We are speaking with Gail Hyman, who is professor of psychology in the UC San Diego Division of Social Sciences, who also co-authored a study about reducing racial bias in children. Can you explain to us so that maybe we understand the second part of the study that you just talked about? Yes, it was run in China. They were five faces of African men. They first saw two of them, and they had to tell which one was which, and they got a memory test of which one was which. And then as soon as they learned those two, then they got a third one added. And then as soon as they learned those three, up until they learned all five, which one was which. And we know from other research, just looking at the faces is not enough because we've done other studies showing that just looking at the faces for an equal amount of time doesn't have any effect on racial bias. But actually learning to distinguish which one is which has this effect. So now that you have this study, what do you do with it? And can you answer what you hope the outcome is? Yeah, so we're planning on doing a lot of things. We're now testing it in lots of different countries. The basic idea of the study, again, is to fight this dehumanization of people of other races. So we're also working on other techniques that basically do the same kind of thing, as well as further working on this particular technique and hopefully turning it into an app and something that we can have in schools. We think that even in the worst case, even if it didn't work for all children, it's beneficial for children to learn about distinguishing different faces anyway, because that's a valuable social skill. So we're excited about that idea. Well, I don't know if anyone listening has recently looked at a playground. You see all different types of children just playing together and having fun. And then something changes. I wonder why that is. I mean, there's a lot of factors going on for why that changes. And, you know, we need a lot more research, but there certainly are a lot of important socialization factors and things parents say and things other children say. And I think there's a lot of different ways that we can fight against this. But part of it is just this natural association that children have, that they like things that are familiar to them. And I think that we have to get them more comfortable with getting to know people of other races or people who seem different than them and also get them to think about some of these messages they may be receiving about why other groups are not as good as their group and those harmful messages that they hear. Thank you so much, Gail Hyman, Professor of Psychology in the UC San Diego Division of Social Sciences. And best of luck to you. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. 
You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.